The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. Uh, my name's Dan Kenner, and with me um, to go through the painful 3-2 defeat at Arsenal, uh, I've got the full crew with me. Uh, I've got, first of all, I've got our resident data collection, pressing data collection, and video analyst, Mr. Daniel Rhodes. Good evening, Dan. Mm. How, how apt was it that Guy said, if you fuck up in the first minute, just let me know, because... <laughs> <laughs> so that's producer Guy for everybody who's not listening. Uh, listening that's, uh, that's all Liverpool did. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. We, we've been blessed with a lot, of, uh, a lot of good results in the past three or four years, but it is pretty grim at the moment, Dan. It is. Sadly, it is, but we are going to try and give you some objective analysis and we're going to really try and keep it as, as objective as we can uh, and then i do have the dynamic sports science duo uh, i've got coming live from his ivory tower at middlesex university it's dr phil barter good evening, evening phil evening darth mate it's, it's good i think i'm starting to feel like you guys did with the uh six defeats in a row part of one season but uh yeah it's uh it's our time at the moment but we'll get through it we'll get through it yeah, yeah, we will. But then the other, we got our most practiced sports scientist, the man I did a double header defeat, two defeats oh. <laughs> on a two man pod during that horror run. Si, it's Mr. Simon Brundish. Evening, boys. That was a brutal time, wasn't it? But this feels worse. It does feel worse. It, yeah. Yeah. I think we had time to get used to that, and we had lots <clears throat> of very obvious reasons to justify it. Yeah. It, it, mm. Just just actually on that, I have coincidentally I wasn't I was going to bring it in later, but I've actually got some um, some numbers on our worst runs under Klopp, um, and this is this this stati- statistically objectively this is our fourth currently our fourth worst run. Um, so since the start of the season, eleven games, one four drawn, four lost three, um, and it's ten points from twenty four in the Premier League, so that's forty two percent of points won. Um, do we want to have a guess which the other three were? We've got one of them. What were the other, the other two runs which are worse than this, chaps? Anybody? Any one when we were just about to get in the Europa League final in his first season? Uh, yeah, not quite that late though. Uh, it was sixth of sixth of December, twenty fifteen, to the ninth of February, twenty sixteen. 
So that was an 18-game run in all concerts, of which we run, won five, drew six, lost seven. There's got to be another January in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And we and we, we in that in that 2015 run, we were 12 points from 33 in the league, which was 36% of points. Yeah. So which January do you think it is, but the one with the V-neck kit and Mo getting 42 got maybe? I oh, know, maybe not. Uh yeah, the Champions League run to Kiev, maybe? Is that right? No. Or season before no, that. It's the, year, the year before where we just got yeah. top on New Year's Eve after beating Man City. Yep. And then uh, we ended up, um, uh, where's it gone? Was that a junior header, wasn't it? Is that right? Yeah, junior, we, we, yeah, we won that game, yeah. Yeah. And then we went and on And then a after run. we won the league. Yeah. Then we went on a 12-game run in all competitions of two wins, four draws and six losses. I mean, what the team that was one of the three of all time that didn't win the league after leading on Christmas Day? That was them. Yeah. <clears throat> So we won two of the next 12 in all comps and we were seven points and 21 in the league. That's 33% of points. And then the, 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 the crowning turd in the water pipe is um, the, um, the lockdown season. So from 27th of December to 2020 to the 7th of March, 2021, it's a 17-game run. We won five, drew three and lost nine. And we were 12 points from 42 in the league, which was only 29% of all points. Nine, nine defeats. Oh. It, in 17 games. Six in a row, almost something, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And we didn't we didn't score from open play for something like a hundred which is on like hundred and two shots, wasn't it? Or something, Rosie? Yeah, I think I think we won nine or ten on the bounce after that, so fingers crossed. Well, this is what I mean. Um yeah. Back and all sorts of nonsense and sending back. So there's your there's 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 your context, listeners, anyway, about the current run. But yeah, um, so let's talk about Arsenal two. Uh, Arsenal 3, Liverpool 2. Um, as always, um, we're going to start off with the lineups uh, and game plans. So, Sai, so talk, talk to me about Liverpool. Let's use the 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 idea that oh, we had five we had five full days between games because it was a Tuesday Sunday. So this is an opportunity during the thirteen games in forty three days not to change the team because they were fully rested. Um, so we started the game in what I thought was a fairly reductive argument in the first place. Um, and let's keep the same team that played so well against the second rate uh, or third rate even team on on Tuesday maybe uh there was some thinking but that we need to refine the system and and get some um reps under the belt uh, uh because at home to a, a borderline division one side is the same as a way to the team at top of the league so let's let's full-on go out all out and press um play four up front and um our two in midfield against their strongest uh unit um, and see how that rolls, eh? <laughs> so, what would you have done, Sai? Just as a, would you have just played Fab instead of Nunes or Jota? I would have played Fab instead of Henderson. Um, of course, but I mean, so you just kept the same formation, but just changed those two. Yeah, I, well, I don't really like them doing that thing. But if you're going to, okay, I like, I, I, I don't agree with this this systemic change, but. I, I think if we're going to do it, it requires very different things than the things we saw. Um, you can't play four two four. You just can't play four two four in 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 a in a top division side against any kind of competitive opposition, particularly one that builds through midfield. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. What would you have done? What would have been the best approach then? 
I would have played somebody else in midfield too. So it's a bit like an actual tenor who's a midfielder rather than a second striker. Yeah, or or I, I'd have just gone back. I, I'd have just used the tried and trusted shit show of a four three three that we're not doing very well for the last um, five years, but we've refined and everyone kind of knows their role and stop having uh, inverted fullbacks because that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. So you would have gone back to a flatter three in midfield, maybe with um with with the more traditional fullbacks, or played yeah. Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's not even a flatter three. It's, I've got an absolutely no. I, I think they're yeah, five with two eights. Yeah. Because that actually goes man for man against their the way they play. They play a two and a one in midfield, uh, and we usually play a one and a two in midfield. Do that. Two overlapping fullbacks who go on the outside of Salah and Diaz rather than on the inside. The thing that we used to be so good at. But if this is, I understand, if this is the thing that we're going to do and this is how Klopp sees the the next evolution and I understand the idea, we talked about it on Tuesday around or on Thursday whenever we did the last pod, around uh, the front four as they are with Jota behind Nunes and that just that positionally, that creates um, the second layer for the for the press. This it creates the triangles, which then leads the opposition theoretically down to specific cul-de-sacs that we want to um, get the well. Basically, Tiago can recover possession from. I understand that, and and what we're trying to do is limit um, the dynamic running necessary. So you you've got much smaller zones for each player to play in. It, it could work, maybe. So you just think it. It should carry on doing this to give it time to gel a bit more. Or... I, I don't think that, but I think that's what he thinks. Okay. I think he has refined. Is, his, yeah. I think. I think what they've done is gone from the most expansive version of the thing he believes fully in, and which requires the most physical capacity. It empowers the each player that we have to be the most cerebrally efficient. Uh, cognizant players they can be make the right individual um, decisions within this team system and what he's done is he's distilled it down to lego blocks because because there was nothing so it's the least sophisticated version and we've gone from an incredibly sophisticated system down to lego blocks you stay in this zone Mm -hmm. and do this one thing until we can refine that and it's created like this really the idea is to create a, a solid foundation that gives nothing away and everybody stays in their, their same unit, the same block, which creates a unit. Um, and that's what I think the idea is for this. It's not, it's not working, though, is it? Um, so we only played twice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and to be fair, he, we, we talked about this the last time, time um, so, I, mean, I mean, he did play this formation for the majority of his managerial career, didn't he? No, he didn't. He... he, he, he that that was a much more uh, sophisticated or uh, like interchanging version of this, and they all lots of players had differing roles. And this is a much more this is the Luddites version. I think he is because it's so reactive. This isn't the thing that they planned originally with with lots of sophisticated nuance. What they're mm. trying to do is go right. This is to the basic level of the thing you do as a player. Each player let and don't try to expand upon that. Because we have this, we have too many players that are making 
individual choices that don't fit within the collective right now. So what we're trying to do is reduce your options of making choices. So you, now you only have three, not not 307 is what you had before. Yeah, but what in terms of so, playing so it's with a two, three, what is it's a two three one on yeah. paper on FIFA, it looks like what Dortmund did. Yeah, but yeah, but Dortmund played with a nine. They had double pivot and yeah, like they had they had they had better tens and proper tens and other like you said, there was more sophistication, but they ultimately they played with a nine and and a double pivot, right? But their right winger was a very, very different player. He was a utility player, not a winger, mm. uh, not not like an attacking fulcrum. Their the, their left back, their their left winger maybe was a little bit more similar to Diaz. I I just think I just think that the 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 tools at his disposal in the system that they played before were just different. Okay. But if we're going to go on numbers, it was a four-two-three-one. I actually don't think we're playing two-three-one. I play. I think we're playing a four-four-two, a four-two-four. Yeah, but Klopp mm. said again. Well, the system is four-four-two. That's why he calls it anyway, doesn't he? So, but yeah. Um, okay, uh, but um, Arsenal. Um, they pretty much as you were right for the where they have been the whole season. Yeah, I mean, ignoring the Europa League in midweek, oh, yeah. they Shishenko was injured, so they brought in Tagahiro to play at left back. Other than that, it's their it's the first. Is that he's playing, it's Japanese lad playing eighteen? Mm. Yeah, um, Tomiyasu. Oh yeah, I went his first name. Um, that's that's their that's their team. You know, the midfield's the same. They're slightly different. Maybe they change the shape a little bit in the midfield now and again, but generally, they have uh, Gabriel and um, Zadava at the back, two fullbacks. With Ben White, their £50 million centre-half playing right back. Um, Zaka and Martinelli on the wings. Jesus up front. Osgaard in uh, in the hole and uh, Zaka and uh, Party being the two nominal sitters. And that's that's their team. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Decent XG. I mean, was it? Uh, under stat, I've got them at uh, 2.6G versus... Uh, two, just over two non-penalty XG per game and 0.9 yeah. against per 90. So yeah, when we did on the internet, when we did on the um, the um, break between, you know, the enforced break period pod, yeah. we did say that Arsenal had the, the underlying numbers of a solid third slash fourth place team. Yeah, very much so. So, and that's that's what they were, wasn't it? Really, you know? yeah, <clears throat> refined. Yeah. So, Rosie, yeah. um, let's talk about that much summary. Yeah. Um, doesn't get any better this season, does it, Dan? Um, so, like just mentioned, then, so they, uh, I've got across the six models, I've got 1.9 for Arsenal, 0.8. Obviously, that's non penalty. Um, we was outshot 11 to 8, shots in the box. They had twice as many as us, 10 to 5. Um, seven shots on target to three, three big chances to one. Although I digress again on Opta's um, values because I've got them with five. 0.2 and above chances, so they could have had five. Um, but perhaps most interestingly and most worrying is the 47 touches in the box that Arsenal had compared to our 19. Just looking at our worst ever, um, we conceded we conceded 48 touches in the box against Man City in 1920 when we beat them 3-1. <laughs> um, and the previous worst to that was um, 45 again against Man City in 16-17. Uh, we didn't lose that game either. And we had 42 against Southampton. So 
this was our worst penalty box difference um, under Klopp. It, it doesn't, yeah, hadn't, it hadn't got as bad as this. Um, minus 28. We both had one defensive error each. The XD models for once were pretty much in agreement, um, apart from Ottawa, who had us slightly ahead at 1.13. The rest of it, the rest of them had us at 0.8, um, not 0.8. So yeah, uh, it was it's pretty grim, Dan. There's not much good to say about that. Um, I would say that going into this match, Arsenal were top of the league for touches in the box per this, you know, per match this season. They were averaging, I think it was over 44 or something. Yeah, so, above they, us. Okay. So that's they, interesting. So, so they, they, this is something that they have been doing all season. Um and um I know I know no, they didn't all complete, but in this game they actually attempted six dribbles inside our box. I can't remember last time we faced an opponent who made six dribbles inside our or attempted six dribbles inside our box. I mean, in the Premier League this season, I've got us penalty box touches at 41. Yeah. Mm. So, so they would have been top. Yeah. 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 Um, <coughs> it, 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 it wasn't good. It, even, even if you look at the fact that we went down three times, so that should mean that we should have had higher volume of shots in reply. Um, we didn't get any of that kind of kick. All in the first half, um, they didn't have anything really between their first and second goals. They had a couple of counters, um, but they didn't have anything concrete. Yeah, there was a couple of offsides, wasn't there as well? Yeah, yeah. so yeah, but yeah, that was just the two big. It was the story the two big chances that you know, literally the first kick and the last kick of the half. It was quite yeah. mad, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Okay. So, um, I I I really wanted to try and avoid. A numbers debate on four four two four two four four two three one whatever whatever. Um, I wanted to try and let's focus on how we what the shape of the team was and the roles of the players within the team in the various phases of play. Um, and I wanted to start actually with the off the ball. Um, the, what was our shape without the ball, right, Sai? Because um, my understanding of tactics one hundred one is that one of the advantages of playing. A four-two-three-one with a with a double pivot or a double pivot at least is to provide you defensive solidity, right? That's what my tactics textbook tells me. Yes, but but like it depends which phase you're in. So in negative transition, then you absolutely should be having two two midfielders drop between uh, by the two centre backs. But in the how we got caught out is that we had possession. There was very quick um, counter-pressing opportunity. And whether Klopp no longer wants to counter-press at all, which I think is unlikely, or um, you you have to, you would still have to make um, an allowance for players that have been programmed for seven years to counter-press that they might counter-press because there was a very real counter-pressing opportunity, so much so that Jota even won the ball straight back and made a made a bad pass, followed up by the second wave, which is very, very normal in Thiago. And it's just the things that happened beh- behind Thiago cost us 
significantly a problem that no one else followed that to block the block that or prevent the outlet pass um, and then we were caught on the run so yeah theoretically we should have two two deep set um central midfielders that the um would one would block the pass into whoever is their forward player and one would go and seek their 10 to stop either the pass into them or to stop them from turning and we didn't really do that um they play with three really high players so our fullbacks should um, like specifically be uh occupied most of that time anyway and then it should we our, our natural front four should be um one really should be a round party and the other two uh, the two wide players should be um occupying both of the fullbacks who they generally tend to play from the left but um not with Tommy Asu in there. So Mo could generally go and help out with, with Martinelli. But the the idea where you would be set with the, with those two in midfield blocking up and passing through. So you should get you should get way fewer through balls in this uh, in this game. That 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 would be the benefit one of the benefits of, of, of our shape in this game. Reducing yeah, and yeah. very Reducing much but it also should yeah, and it also should that that they should change that um, that autonomous thought of uh, or not thought of um, the first action is st- stick or can I twist rather than twist <clears throat> or should I stick? Yeah, and and that is it's a very different um, thought process than than is normal amongst these Liverpool players. But in those midfield players, both of those have to have that thought first. Okay. Um, but um, what do you? Anything you want to bring in on 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 the change of shape and the and the strengths and weaknesses um, without the ball? Yeah, I think size right. The, the two should should help for me block the passing lanes in between the centre halves, depending on where where ball side is. And mm. side the size last point is critical. Rather than going for the press as the first instance, it should be to hold. So the first goal, if you look at that, yes, it's a counter-pressing opportunity. But Hendo comes over to try and press and win it rather than sit. If he sits, he's a, he's a better chance of blocking the through ball in behind. Mm-hmm. Bagel commits as well, though, doesn't it? Yeah, Bagel? yeah, but that that's the counter-press. So that, that's, that's, that's normal. Do that with one player. Uh, so one Not, player should one, do that one One sit. player should do that and one should sit because then Hendo can block the... So if the ball comes through... What Sai said there is rather than going and twisting, he sticks. If Hendo does that and sticks, he's got a far better opportunity to defend the through ball that splits our defence and any they score. Well, yeah. If he, but if he was deeper, he would just be able to see Odegaard. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I'm saying, but because he doesn't do that, he goes. Yeah. He just tries tries to go. Oh, I'll go and help out and press. Yeah, and then and, 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 and Odegaard and then just runs off the back of him and runs and off then, the back and then and Saka finds him and fast Saka finds him. So. Yeah. That that is the little bit where getting well drilled in the system. I don't know, and that's I don't know where we should go there. But if you pick players that are used to playing in a two, there are some things that become all automatic to them, right? Henderson has only ever played in midfield in a three or as a six, a six or an eight. Yeah, yeah, in the in last three, in, yeah, in, in the last in his career years. for a yeah. Clock, clock, yeah, yeah, not, not in his so, career. He's played as a so, two before. Me and me and, no, me no, and Darth saying, both. We both thought he were that him and Chan were were could have had the potential to be the best two in the country. But he hasn't played for a long time there. For a long time, what I'm saying is Fab and Thiago have spent a lot of their time playing in twos, 
And I just will, well, I, this is where also I think personnel, if you're trying this new things out, maybe it's better to go with people who are just used to playing in a two. So you say round pegs in round holes? Yeah, they're used to playing as a two. Well, if we, if we are trying to go back to basics, like I said, Lego blocks and stuff. Yeah, and, you know, it it does make sense to me. Round pegs in round a hole in round holes, and the rounder the peg, the better. Rather than trying to constrain, yeah, <clears throat> constrain, constrain, and he, because it's not natural to them, they go and do something else, and then like, oh crap, and then for forty minutes you get the period between the two goals, and you know we were largely creating some good stuff. We had some good ways, but unfortunately. Yeah. That first error in the first minute sets the tone. Yeah, you know, as we said, you were kind of, kind of quite constructively positive about the in between the second, like this, from the second minute to the forty eighth minute. What we, yeah, used to it's just, do? it's just that I thought that you know, but it was one of the first. We were away at the Emirates. We we got back into the game. Um, we looked good in our transitions. I thought, with well, in hindsight, it was until Diaz got injured, really. Um, um, and you know, there was a half an hour period where Diaz and Nunes were, were looking very dangerous. And and you know, Arsenal didn't. Look, it looked to me that they, Arsenal had almost run out of ideas. That, that, you know, I, thought, it, I thought we imposed us. If yeah. you look at yeah, you know, the wave chart, I do. If you look at the, yeah. the the pans there, we had we had three good peaks of activity <clears> which had shots in them. And one of them was a goal. We had the penalty in there. I mean, me and Sarah were chatting on the WhatsApp one this afternoon about instances where if a player had made a better decision, we would have had a, a far better chance. Ideas on, I think it's on 13 minutes, decides to cut back and have a shot rather than just roll it across six-yard box for two players to tap in. Yeah, he does the same thing on 18 minutes. So it's just, I think we were in the game and we were creating opportunities, but then it comes down to decision-making on the other end of the pitch which we know Diaz and Nunes and the rest are new and they're getting, I mean, Diaz has been long enough, but they're still not making, in my mind, the right call often enough. Yeah. The weird weird thing is, Dan, I don't know what you guys think, but we built our foundation, our brilliant 134 games where we were the best team, one of the best teams of all time, on being absolute ninjas in both boxes yeah we were the best in the world in both boxes yeah and we were we 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 made the right decisions in the middle to get us to both to get us into one box and keep the opposition out of the other box and now we are really good at clogging up possession and shit in both boxes (laughs) yeah we're, we become we become man united in 2015 i was gonna say we become brendan yeah. It's just, just, just to highlight a point, you know your point about touches in the box and then getting in behind. If you look at the, the EPEV um, pass maps for Arsenal, they go round into the hot zone. So they avoid zone 14. So they go round and it's the old city tactic. You know when they get to the byline and pull it back to penalty spot? The number of times Arsenal did that on attack is that reason. They dribbled into the box, pulled it back to PK and then they had two players on coming for a shot and we'd either get blocked off or we panicked, we tried to clear it, didn't clear it. That's their pattern of play. But they were also, they they forced, we were always under stress when they got yeah, into yeah, our box. Saying, it wasn't yeah. like they had 15 passes to get into our no, box. No, no, no. They a, were getting into our like, box with three yeah. passes, and we were getting into theirs when we'd already had 25 passes. 25. Yeah, for sure. I'm just, it's just that their play is quite simplistic in that way. And and they they they've got they've they've got both boxes worked out. Whereas as I said, if we're taking so long to get anywhere. So, and the decision's not right. So let's just before we before we start talk about the on ball side of things, there's one big 
there's two big things I want to talk about off the ball still. First of all, quickly say the running and the sprinting been a theme all season. Um, how did we do in this game? So we we lost total total distance, which really we've talked about this before. Only as a trend does it matter over a season for effort, but it, but we lost t- total distance one one hundred six to one hundred four, and we were down four hundred and thirty meters in in sprint distance as well. So that's two players basically. Um, it, it's just there is an effort thing, but we also had for the first time under Klopp, and I don't I don't think I've ever seen this outside of a World Cup. Three players taken off injured. That was that's significant anyway. Yeah, two and of them were that's, contacts. That's going to alter they? physical things as yeah. well. Yeah, one of them was one of them was soft tissue, and two of them were contacts. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose Diaz was contacts. Yeah. 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 One of them. One of them's fatigue. The other. The other two were from from in, uh, tackling incidents for sure. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so. Um, Yet again, we, and I was my question. The only reason that we continue to touch on this is uh, until it ceases to become a trend, then we'll stop talking about the, the distance and the sprints again. Um, but, Sai, um, question to you is Is the biggest reason for the change of shape, uh, or one of the biggest reasons, our physical capacities for sprinting and running? Well, whether it's whether it's the it's the desired outcome or not, I've no idea. But what what I can say is that the change of um, structure it limits the role of everybody, so there's less re- less running required from one zone to another zone. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, it reduces the physical um, so, demands on each player. So let's just surmise, for example, just for argument's sake, we say we ha- are suffering large scale burnout from last season amongst the squads. This would be a way of managing that to, to to whilst still managing to put in players so where they they are going to exert themselves less physically yes theoretically you're gonna you're gonna move as a team more there's going to be less full full pitch transition that we should see less basketball and less risk which causes multiple turnovers so instead of having 107 turnovers in a game let's keep it to 80 and then there's there's less emergency running which is the problem. Right. Okay. Thank you. Brilliant. Um, but the other big one, Rosie, uh, off the ball, is the pressing. And uh, my, 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 pressing in this game. Wow. Well, I'd I'd hope to see something like a little bit more consistent building on the Rangers game. Um, but unfortunately, I saw the opposite. I also saw, I, I, in the first half, like I was trying to look at what you were seeing down trying to see if I could see that in the pressing. I thought the first half was the worst in terms of our pressing. Um, maybe that's clouded by a couple of incidents that led to goals, a um, couple of com- overcommitting and then someone not covering, which is, I guess, what you want in a two. But it was a lack of group presses, virtually hardly any in the first half. Um, I think the pressing efficiency in the first half was... It, it felt like around 60%, which is one of the worst I've ever seen, even including the Napoli game recently. Um, no chains, very few possession wins. Um, a lot in the second half was just pushing them back. So that's what they wanted because they were winning quite often. Um, and it was, yeah, really, really disappointing. Virtually no XG, Dan. Well, everything, everything was low. And I mean, and the first thing that's got to stand out 
um, Rosie, when you look at it, is that it was the same amount of presses as we had against Rangers. We had 136 against Rangers, 140 against Arsenal, yeah. right? Last season, we played Arsenal. We played, this is the third time we played at Arsenal, at Arsenal's ground this year. This yeah, that's a really year. good viz you've done there, Dan, with all three put together. Yeah, and I'll be sharing that from the account later, the Twitter account later. Um, so, League Cup semi final, second leg, 20th of January. Uh, we had 54% possession and we made 203 presses. The league game on the 16th of March, we won 2 0 again, uh, 52% possession. 281 presses. That was the 16th of March. That's that's not even seven months ago. Um, and then this game, 56% possession, 140 presses. And it wasn't just the it wasn't just the low volume, Rosie, and the, and the lack of intensity. The Papa chart is on the floor after the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Which is nuts. It's the locations. It's all it's 52% of the pressing is in our defensive third. Yeah, it's not like Arsenal don't like to knock it about the back. There was definitely um, a sense of they weren't even trying to press high. It was a tactical thing, so there wasn't it wasn't even an intent. Um, and I spoke about I think it was Jota's first game back when he started, as he was leading the press, and then the players were following. Yeah, um, it kind of was like with Nunes there, we weren't even attempting to do a high press. We were just trying to keep it to the middle third. But when you do that with a middle third and then you've got players uh, committing on the counter press, like Thiago did it a couple of times, but he did it three or four times. And twice we won the ball and then counter-attacked and made a bad decision, which you two are going to highlight later on. So then we exposed their high line, which is what they had. We let them have high line. So it was like we were trying to invite them on, which is a very unclocked thing. Um, but then it does exposure if the person behind. So if you've only got two in the field and one's trying to help with the counter press after after your front line's gone, and you're and it's not a front line, it's a front four, and then Thiago's trying to back that up, trying to win the second ball. If Arsenal nick that, if the guy behind him's doing nothing, and it's it's not that he's not trying to do nothing, it's that he's he can't decide which player he should be covering. So then he's not covering anybody. And then Arsenal are just breaking on the air. You, if you, I'm sure you'll share on the um, Twitter feed as well. Uh, it's a lovely phrase you put in the group. Henderson everywhere and nowhere. Seven fails. <laughs> Seven fails in central areas. What that's It's about as good a descriptive. If you've got a two in midfield, and at times both of them are missing pressing chances, but one of them sh- should be covering for the other yeah. and it's still failing. What chance have you got? They're just going to keep breaking on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my question with the pressing was going to be when... We, this, is, this, is only the fir- this is the first big game we've played with the change of shape. So we, we can't say if this is a one-off or if this is the start of a of a new plan, a new evolution. Um. And if it is no longer final third Gagan press that way, if it's if it's a, if it's a if it's a mid to low press, yeah, that would be a sea change in in tactics, right? But maybe that's what the change of shape is for. Who knows, right? Yeah. But um, but and, and and you know 
we usually just mean rosy chat about the pressing, but um, I know this is the kind of thing that interests you as well. What what do you, what are your what are your thoughts looking at the first pre- detailed pressing analysis of the new shape and in, in a big game? It's I think as Rosie said, it's the loss in essential areas is is the concern for me because um, those two I know no one's going to be perfect, but you've got two in there to do a certain job, and if they're not, then that's going to lead you exposed as what happened. They were passing in behind. I suppose it's, well, we chatted last week about how Jota gives you a bit of energy in that, but he does a little bit of the Bobby off the ball, if you like. But without that, without the four up front doing anything, the two behind have got to, have got to be amazing because there is no stopping that ball getting recycled in front of them. Yeah. So if you look at Arsenal's, Build up it is recycled like a year round. They just keep recycling it, recycling it, recycling it, and then they pick off and play a ball in behind. That's what they generally did with their possession. And then if they came in the middle, we'd fail a press, and then they'd, they'd walk through the right side or the left side. Which do you know what I mean? It was yeah, it was yeah. So I, Nunes is not going to press as we want him to clearly, but I I'm not sure we can carry on if we're going to do this with Jota being the one off. I think we have to find another way to box that in. I'll just also say, because both of Arsenal's wingers, as I said, play high and they're both rapid, right? Uh, Zaka, uh, Zaka, yeah, um, and Martinelli are very, very good players. They forced our fullbacks back. And the one thing we noted about the Rangers game is that Costa's often helped out further up, if you like, which meant that Diaz could come in and support in a 10 position. Yeah. Yeah. Now, because Costas was forced back dealing with Zaka, it meant that Diaz may have probably had too much ground to work on on his own. Yeah. And Costas, in that situation, you've got to be brave or you've got to stay at home and go, do you know what? I'll just deal with the run. And he chose to do the latter rather than be brave and impose himself on Zaka the other way. And this is hindsight, obviously. You don't know what, but I'm just saying. The, the thing I noticed about on the ball, which also affects off the ball because it's counter pressing, right? You know, is the two in the middle there with, with Diaz and Jota helping each other out. We couldn't do that this game because Costas couldn't offer that with because he was still occupied with Arsenal pushing back both our fullbacks. Well, do you know how many? Um, so not not just uh, not just yeah, one, as you mentioned, but do you know how many pl- presses Salah and Diaz had in the final third in this game? No, I'm off the top of my head. Sorry, go for one, it. one between go. them. I mean that. That, that they were they were they were largely either side of the halfway line, you know. In you know that is a, that is a, that is a, again that's another sea change. Is it just a one-off game? Uh, who knows? It's, but, it's, who knows? But you know, but the one time he pressed their keeper, looked yeah. at a goal. Yeah, but yeah, he boots yeah. straight out of play, right? Jota's Jota's pressing was largely um, the other side of the centre circle in central areas, between in front of the yeah. centre backs, and and and. And and you know you can you can see that that makes sense where he was was is his role there but um yeah it's so um Sai before we move on to the on ball stuff um do you have any thoughts about um this 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 it's a a seismic shift in 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 the pressing strategy in this I don't think I think I think we decided to go. I don't think I think we 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 abandoned pressing and went for a low block. And a couple of times we were caught out trying to counter press because that's what we've been so programmed to do. Yeah. We can nick it and and get a goal here. And um, obviously one time caught us out. But um, I think the plan 
which is so counterintuitive from the selection, was to drop off, allow them to play the ball out the back, block off the passing lanes, because they've got a couple of lads who, Gabriel and... um, Who's the... No, Love Island dude that plays at the right back. White. White, Ben White. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Love Island dude. Yeah, yeah. They they love (laughs) to bring the ball out. Like, they, they like to carry the ball. And we wanted them to carry the ball... Because if they carry the ball, they all squeeze out. It it creates the high line. The high line isn't a defensive action um, caused by um, them trying to count people offside. It's caused by them having possession for any kind of length of period, uh, length of time. So we want them to have possession. So they gradually squeeze up, um, which creates space in behind for Nunes. So um, I think what we were trying to do was allow them possession unless they were un- unstable where we could go counter press in the first two seconds. But as soon as they got past the first two seconds, we were back off to halfway and mm-hmm. then block passing lanes and then press whoever press Shaka or um, the idea I think should have been um, party, even though parties obliterated us before Anfield on his own. He was amazing um, in being press resistant, but uh, I think the idea was to catch them on the half turn, block passing lanes into Saka and uh, Martinelli and and catch the midfielders on the half turn uh, once, mm. once the ball was badly played in there because those <clears throat> defenders don't pass well, yeah. but they do carry well. And mm. I don't think... and it, it, Playing Jota where he played to do that role makes very little sense to me, but they know him better than I do. Okay. So my last point, Dan, just on the, um, again, the cru- the crucial factor of group efficiency. Firmino had 19 on, on his own, but 100% efficiency in groups. Hendo improved from 71% to 80% in a group. Jota's was slightly down, but Thiago's was 100% in groups. Diaz was 100% in group. Nunes mm. was. Yeah. But the group, the group yeah. pressing overall yeah. was very low in the search. Yeah. It was, and there was, there was, there was, and we, it, it was Again, every time they're doing it, it's working. Yeah, and there weren't the pressing change was extremely low. It was, it was like it, it was a very defensive-minded press, which defensive-minded individual. Yes, pressings. Yeah. So, 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 if you think it was a strategic decision for this match, um, Joey, the next question is: Do you think it's a it's, it's a strategic decision to use with this system going forward, or yeah. just for this match? No, I think it's the I think it's the idea of of getting Nunes. I think we're we're changing a lot for Nunes. Okay, it's to it's to create spacing because I, I would like of us to have done this for Mo, but Mo's busy playing right back. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> they're, right. they're, they're, they're not they're not uh, when we haven't got possession they're not fucking about with with our wide players playing midfield they are f- thoroughly double banking tucking back in like diaz and, and mo were both in the box quite a lot yeah. which leaves them fried by the time they have to get up the other end of the pitch there was one moment in the second half, a terrible moment with Diaz. One of no, not second half. It was towards the end of the first half when it was right before Diaz's injury, actually, where um, he made one of his stupid decisions again because he's dumb. Um, I'm convinced he's dumb, um, and 
uh, the ball broke from our box and Mo literally was stood in our box and then the ball ended up being in, in their box um, and it got knocked at, knocked over. Diaz went into in, uh, into their box and dribbled a little bit before making a pullback um, or trying to shot and making a pullback. That the Mo eventually, it came, eventually came to Mo on the right wing, but he'd already ran from their box to our box all the way back to their box again because that's his new role. Yeah. It it was it was almost like 2012 Suarez, where he was so knackered all the time from having to do to be all 17 players on his own. He was too knackered to take the shot. Well, maybe maybe we're just trying to recreate his Egypt environment for him, where you know. That's <laughs> 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 why we were talking about. He's used to it there, Kai. Okay. We're talking about on the range in the Rangers game. I know it's a different opponent, but we were saying if if Mo's picking up the ball like halfway line ish, he's got space to then dribble into. You're just saying that the fact that he's doing so many grafts forwards and backwards means that once he does even get so, in his <clears throat> ball, which will which will touch on with Trent's distribution to him, which has always been a key factor in our success. The fact that he's not getting any distribution from Trent and then having to graft up and down the pitch, when he does get on the ball, his effectiveness is going to be severely reduced. His effectiveness, yeah, un- un- undoubtedly is going to be reduced if the if you have if if you've increased the defensive workload, then your offensive workload is going to go down because you like energy is finite. So, are you saying that overall in the system, the roles are re- there to in the in the in the new shape to reduce the amount of transitions and 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 that reduce the amount of his except in the right for the wide midfielders yeah for the wide midfielders yeah okay that's it which is why Klopp's saying 4-4-2 and you're saying well I'm as soon as we got the ball they're going stood by the fullbacks but as soon as they haven't got the ball they're full-on back behind our foot but with our defenders so it is it is a a fairly modern 4-4-2 I suppose but even 4-4-1 yeah. So you're saying are you saying that Salah is now Ray Houghton? That exactly. I'm exactly saying that thing. Yeah, he's a left-footed Ray Houghton, but he's also in his thirties doing that. Like, yeah, that's, I'm not that's... worried about him physically, but but I just think I, I'm just I I would love to sit down in a room and and chat with with Jurgen and Pep about their design for getting the best out of this team this season. I think they're hugely off. I think we'd all love to do that. Sorry. So we basically let's 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 shift on to the on-ball stuff, right? So um we have basically got our, our biggest ever contract handed out to Mo Salah. Um and he is now one of the players. I'd say he's the player whose whose role has been most impacted by this change of shape. Is that fair? Yeah. In terms of his importance. Him and Trent. Yeah. But but theoretically, it's for the benefit of Trent. Yeah. I don't think it's turned out that way, but I think that no. it, it's it's largely, supposedly, to get the best out of Trent. So I, I, the way I see with Trent, I, I see it, is that we're almost like reverting back from the inverted nonsense that we've seen this season, back to what Trent did for most of his Liverpool career, right? If playmaking, play, play, play from right back. That's what we yes. wanted to do, right? 
So, so if we if we quickly talk about what you were saying, um, the changes in roles uh, of the formation. Yeah, let's so, on the ball then. On the ball, yeah. change of roles. Yeah. One of the th- the one. So, if we're playing four up front, right, and two in midfield, that puts how do we get the ball to the forwards? It's Trent. Yeah. And we've got a real problem now. Um, and as soon as he went off, there's a, a massive problem there. But yeah, Trent is is literally he is the best progressive passer in the world that plays in defense, but he's probably the best progressive passer in the world. He's right up there in the top three in numbers. Um and the things that that we have flagged over the years, one of those um real weapons that we have is the connection between um Mo and Trent, and we've documented in the past where Mo yeah. and where that connection dropped off and our output dropped off and then it picked back up again and our output goes again. And it's, it's early passes between it's Trent using his capacity is his amazing ability to hit early long passes, directing them at Mo is a huge weapon for us because it creates, um, unrest in the opposition because it's hit early it makes players turn and then mo is running at players that aren't set and that creates bedlam and that's just not happening we are we are trent's doing completely different things with his passing and um just specific numbers i ran through numbers and um uh, oh, oh, during the peak years, the three big seasons that we had, um, the trend uh, that Mo received 11 progressive passes, um, f- 11 passes into the final third from Trent per game. And in the last four games, he's received six total and he's only had 20 from Trent the whole season so far. And so, in probably about, that- probably about seven of them were in the or eight of them were in the Rangers game. Um, yeah, uh, three of them were in the Rangers game, actually. Um, uh, loads of them were in, in Crystal Palace. Okay. So, okay. So, you talked about Trent's progressive passing, okay, and, and how good he is, and but it's now changing. But we've also said that the second best progressive passer in the team is, is Mo Salah, right? Yeah. So, you've got to get into the ball early, and then you've got to have runners off him. And we're not getting in the ball early. We're giving him the ball again. Like we've we've been through dull phases in the past where he has got players where where he is set. We have slow possession, and he ends up being marked by three players. And then we give him either a long pass and go and fight for that, which is what happened in this game with fifty percent reception. Um, he only received fifty percent of the ba- the passes were attempted to him, which is shocking, but. It's because he was man-marked and he had Martinelli working his balls off and Party was over there to, to get the ball off his toes and the passes were long. Yeah. So he's just fighting off scraps. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And also, um, if you're expecting someone, and Klopp seems to be suggesting this with the 4-4-2, if out of possession we're then going back into it in, in his playing as a right a left foot Ray Houghton, there's no point in Trent giving him a quick ball because it's not it's not going to be in space. He's then got to dribble past two, three players in a lot of and a lot of area. He was that. in his own half. Yeah. So, yeah, so Trent like, can't pass in the ball because it, it's it, three it feet away. It, it makes it completely ineffective, doesn't it? Yeah, he's receiving the ball a lot deeper in this game than he was in we range. Wanted him on the, we want him on the turn 
pushing their fullback when Trent's playing that. Ball. Yeah, but do, yeah, do, we want him in the half. Space. Is it is it just all a product though, Bart's of them? Um, basically Martinelli because he's really fast and quite good. Um, and so basically Saka was back deep quite a lot of the time. Is that is that is it just a byproduct of that? I mean, that, yeah, we we can't not Arsenal are a good side, right? I yeah, think yeah. we can all see her as a good side, and those two are very good wingers. So yes, in this system, Mo had to do the defensive work. Yeah, and yeah. therefore he is deep. You look at the the pass maps, whatever you want to look at, he's receiving it a whole zone lower than he was against Rangers. Yes, yeah. Rangers are shit, but still, that shows you I think Arsenal quality, but equally our inability to find Mo far up the pitch, which means he can't connect with. Nunes or Jota, and they become very isolated, you know, yeah. as, a, as a two dots, nothing really going through them. Nunes is the only one that happens to be in around, you know, 14, whatever you want to call it, if you want to go that far. Whereas in Rangers, we had a lot of our attacking players in and around those key in the half spaces and in the zone. So yeah. I know Rangers are crap, but still, yes, some of it is Arsenal, but equally, our inability to just get up the pitch. I mean, then maybe that goes back to the tactical change where we've sat off, as I said, we sat off a bit, so we're a bit deeper. Mm. And it is the pitch is then longer for us to get into those key areas. I don't know. It, it's, it is a definite, it was a very, for me, that was so, a big change. <clears throat> the Rangers. I mean, I mean, as good as player as Ray Houghton was, he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't anywhere near the highest paid player in that Liverpool FC team, you know, for example, no, he wasn't, you know, no, John I, Barnes, John Aldridge, you know, um, Alan Hansen. Anyway, um, but right, point is here is we've got in, we're paying a player seventeen million pounds a year um, to shuttle up and to do short runs on the right flank, right? Um, yeah. Do you can can you see a way in this in this new tactical shape of you know getting a better return on, on that seventeen yeah, yeah, million pound a year? I'm not. I, we 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 try and avoid playing FIFA, but we said last week mowing the ten for me is just do it. So play, play, the, play the double pivot. Play the double pivot. If, if he wants to do double pivot for all the reasons, so and get and get Harvey to do short runs up and down the right flank instead. Well, if we, oh yeah, we're limited now because of options of injuries, right? Okay, and that he's going to play a big part <clears> going forward. But we have Gomez there, so he, he should defensively. Oh, yeah, that's a bit harsh from Trent because I don't think it's been a lot. lot but if you were to play four four two, you could play Harvey Elliott. Wide you right, could, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he's not going to get. He hasn't got. The breakaway pace to do that. That's just yeah, but you, you're not, if yeah, you're playing right mid, left. exactly. If you're doing right mid, Salah as the ten behind Nunes, and then Elliot and Gomez on the right, yeah. trying to feed Salah all the time. Tiago yeah. trying to feed Salah. Henderson. Yeah. Sai, what do you think about that? Babs trying to feed Salah. It's a bit FIFA, but Sai, what I, do you think? It's, I don't even think it's FIFA. I think it's what he did at Roma. I, I don't understand why they're doing it. Well, he played yeah. the nine. He played. He, he played as a ten behind. Was it Edin Dzeko? Yeah, it was, Jeff, yeah. And he was yeah. he was brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely <clears throat> phenomenal. Yeah. I don't get why we're not doing it. So I'm just saying it last week we said this not be fair. Convinced Edwards to convince Klopp that he was to the sign him, yeah. He was. And Jotter had never done this in his life. I, I think with our injuries, we've got to do something like that. We have to do something like that. Or you go yeah, for well, a three like that. Well, well Jotter basically played um left wing support in, in an interior support in Jimenez at Wolves. That was his main yeah. role at Wolves for, for two years. So exactly. I mean, wasn't he a right winger? No, left. Cut in, didn't he? He was yeah. Yeah. inverted. But yeah, yeah. I, I, That's I think with the, yeah. All right. the personnel we've got, both midfield and forward now, and at the back, that makes so much sense to do that. What do we do that? So if you just think of just think of the opportunities that we had, like in the number numbers wise in this game, we were not very good. 
Um, you guys were a little bit higher than me in the first half with the things we did, but we created 0.6 XG. Yeah. And in the second half, we literally create, we had one shot. It went in. It was a very nice shot. Uh, it was a well-worked goal, but that was it. Yeah. What we did do, we we created some sterile possession, but then we created seven opportunities that if we talk about that, the uh, allowing them to bring the ball out, which to to um, create their high line for us to to pass through, that worked. We, we on seven occasions we had the opportunity to make a through ball. Do you know how many through balls we made in the game? None. Sorry, none. Exactly, none. Yeah. And uh, and Diaz has got. Uh, I, I know I'm banging on about this. I don't mean to criticize the lad. I, I said I've said a hundred times he's a street baller and he might win us ten games this season with his genius. But very 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 simple passes that he doesn't attempt. Jota absolutely has the ability to do it. We've seen it a few times. And, but but very, yeah, and very yeah. simple passes. But in the in the in the was it is it primary? to create attack in transition, counter-attack situations, because Diaz was good in the counter-attack situation. Sorry. Yeah, but it's what he does. Sorry, sorry. It's just what he does when he's in the position to make the critical decision. You can get all the counter you want, but if he's going to have Blam a shot or cut inside, take a shot. Yeah, you want the pitch. It's not worth it. He did get the assist for the goal. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he did yeah, get but, the... but I was saying twice before that, we could should have had two tappings, but he made the wrong call. The thing that we were brilliant at for five, for five years was, was inside, without needing to be brilliant, we made the right decision. We took yeah. the thing the opposition gave us. Here's the opportunity you're giving us. Just do that simple thing and we will score. And we yeah. are going for the more complicated that version of that thing now. To do. That take, take a bit of time for Firmino to learn one of season movements you know did that take them a few games to get used to there's one pre-season i'm saying it's the easy thing we're we're turning down the easy option to do a harder thing no i i I agree watching the pressing the the, one of the most concerning things was the on-ball decision making i mean don't get wrong it's it's not just diaz nunez yeah, no, no, I, I think it's more than Nunes, but yeah. Yeah, but Nunes takes ridiculous, he takes a lot of shots, great, brilliant. But when you're out wide and there's two players making a run in the box, pull it across the box. Don't take know, a ridiculous Nunes shot. has put some great crosses into the box in, in the last two games. Yeah. Uh, this, I'm just saying, in Arsenal in the first half, there was two instances he could, he could have pulled it across and he chose to shoot from a wide angle. He does, but, he shoots too much for my liking, yeah, for sure. For sure. He did, but but more also took a shot when he dribbled past yeah. two players and shot. So sure. I, don't mind, I think that's because it was the only time he got with the same time he got in there. Yeah. <laughs> which which actually which is the thing that a minute later we scored we scored because they because he'd actually caused them stress. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, what are we saying? We're saying that the biggest problem on the ball in this game was Jota. So we don't. So you, I, I said in the chat that is he now um, Dirk Kout slash Park Ji Sung? Is he a, basically just a, a defensive forward to try and help with, like we said last week, the negative transition? Is that is that the primary role of Jota in this in this in this setup? What in the middle? You're saying? Yeah, and it, 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 it seems not... like a big waste of his talent. It seems a big yeah. Because Bobby could do that, right? Uh, uh, let, let me ask an extra question. I think he and Darwin are very, very similar with different physical sizes. I, I, I agree yeah, with you. I agree. don't know why we can play. I don't know. I've never seen a team that could play two of them. No, no I don't no, know you how can't play two nines, can you? You can't play two nines. It was always but, a nine and a ten, wasn't it? But I don't mind 
Jota coming in off the left. He's going to have to, isn't he? I don't uh, mind that. I think that's his best role. Yeah. I think that's slightly different. That was his role at Wolves, but I think it's slightly different asking him not to do that count role just behind whoever it may be in front of him, a Torres or whatever. But I think um, those two together is a nine and a ten. And too frustrating. I agree with you, Rosie. I actually think this is probably the harder decision for Klopp to make. Now he's got an injury to Diaz as he's out there. Can you put Jota there, right? So Bobby has to play in the middle. Do you put Mo in there? So therefore, you put Harvey out wide, right? Bobby can't do twice a week. That's yeah, your so problem. Play, so yeah, but then he's probably he's probably going to end up playing Elliot as the ten. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. So you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, 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 you can see it now, can't you? Whereas, I think Baby Fab's a better ten. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, why? So do I. Baby Fab could be amazing in there, but I. We we started off worrying about the midfield, right? Actually, by going to a two, that's a very simple decision. Maybe Fab could be good in there. I still rather play Mo in there, but regardless. No, um, rather, does does, does Trent's injury Baby Fab as a ten and more just staying high? Don't do any defending. Let Gomez do it. Let the right-sided yeah. midfield yeah, yeah, yeah. cover, and then whether that be Fab or Henderson, and then let. So then that gives you the out ball to, to Mo, and it also gives you the ball to Cavalio, and then you can. Work it from there. That's what I'd prefer, but I'm. God, <laughs> it feels so weird after all these pods to be uh, to be questioning cups. Well, that's what we said at the beginning, wasn't it? This well, feels worse than the is. six defeats in a row. Very, I, I, really, I, I struggle when I listen to people criticizing managers as if I know more than them. But I think we, uh, I think we have to do it. Okay. Well. So in terms of in terms of trying to credit the manager, then. Um, we um, we've talked a lot about um, the deliberate setup here and the, and the, and the shape and the decisions that have been made. Um, both the goals in this match were, came from um, att- rapid attacking transitions, right? Counter attacks. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and we managed to pull Arsenal onto us to a large degree, break, and then get in and a good transition moment, right? So that has to be a success in the attacking set. So I guess the, if that's a success, part... Why did we fail so dismally to in attack in the last 35 minutes of the match? Did we just run out of legs? I think some of that. I think we also, what we 3 2 down at that time. You saw, it is 3 yeah, 2. Yeah, because the last shot, yeah. was 50, last shot was 58 minutes, wasn't it? 58 minutes. I, I think it was the only shot in the second half. No, 53 minutes, 53 minutes, wasn't it? And then we had two in injury time at 96 yeah. and 97. But uh, it's red. I, I think some of it is physical, but I think. I think Klopp panicked. I think he made too many changes trying to solve it, trying to solve it, trying to solve it, trying to solve it. And I don't think any of it worked. Well, I mean, some some of the pass maps and the rest of it are just horrendous for the last yeah. period of time. The apps, there's no connections. <clears throat> you, you, Shapes, yeah, horrendous. Brilliant pass maps there for it's just clubs and stuff. And they're I mean, that last period you're talking about, Darth, you've got Henderson and Firmino in the two half spaces with Nunes on his own and no other connections building up to it. It's just, I genuinely think at that point, I don't know what he was thinking. I can only think he's just in panic mode. So let's go through them then, right? So the subs were, it was first of all, Bobby came on for for Diaz. Diaz, Yeah, I mean, that's two minutes minutes for half time. And then 
Gomez because Trent went off at half time. So yeah, yeah. Gomez was on forty six minutes, and then sixty nine minutes it was Canati on for Matip, another injury. Yeah. So uh, can, I, then... can I just can I just interject here? You've taken uh, three of our biggest, biggest meet, meter, progressive meters per touch yeah. players yeah, off the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Salah off for Fabinho. Yeah. So yeah. So it, it just became, I thought every sub made us progressively worse, Bots. I absolutely agree with you. There's, there's no remnants of any improvement in the system, whether you do it as a whole of a half, break so, it down by minute. There's nothing got better. And in, in, and, and in reality, in hindsight, if, I, if I'm being really objective about this, is that we ceased to take the game to Arsenal as soon as Diaz got injured and had to go off. Yeah, the, because when all, all else fails, he was the outball on the left-hand channel. Yeah. And it was him, and, and Nunes couldn't do it on his own, and it was those no. two together that was those two together. The problem. And, yeah, yeah. And then when you don't, or have they scored just before half time. Yeah, yeah, I think that's crucial, Dan. That was when crucial. They just scored before half time after stupid, stupid mistakes from us because we're we're the dumbest team alive right now. Yeah, but we yeah, but we spent we, we spent the whole score? first half this one goal behind. This goal was the second goal was played. Yeah, yeah, that's their second goal. Because it's a, it comes from our free kick. So Jota dribbles past two players and gets absolutely clattered on the touchline. And then we put a free kick in and it's just a, a knockdown header from Matip that keep, that's intercepted by them. And then they break on us and Simicas ends up defending three and Henderson and Trent seem to be in a really good position to sort out Martinelli. And he just dummies them both. Pass back. Whatever happened to tactical yellows? That's what I'm saying. Higher up, you've got down. Absolutely, especially on Thiago misses him. Thiago Mullers, Thiago Mullers, Jaka, I think it is, and but he misses the tackle on that. And then, um, and then Matip Mullers, somebody else in the uh, as well, and they both stay on the pitch. It was it was Jesus that Thiago kicked. And he and for the only time in the game, he didn't go down when somebody breathed on him. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, and then and then because they're smart enough, they they know that that's that's how resilient they actually are when they need to be. So they they actually did get taken out twice, but not hard enough. Yeah. They got properly fouled. Well, why both wasn't times. The, why, no, why wasn't the man on the ball taken out? They were. They were. Was, was, was they got they got clattered. He just nipped past them and then played the ball in down the channel. We had two opportunities. As I said, we gave it pretty good chance. I mean, you got a centre half and Thiago flying at you. Nick yeah, but Hendo there, could have Hendo could have cleaned out Martinelli. Should have would have only got a yellow. Should, should have done, done yeah. before as well. Should have done yeah. Before he got before he just said before or when he yeah. broke into the final third, should have clipped him yeah. then. It was yeah, the fourth yeah, yeah. minute of injury time. He could have taken the yellow, going at half yeah, time. Yeah, going at half time. We yeah. defend the free kick. Job done. But he doesn't. Tell you what, tell you what we should have done. Not gone up for the free kick. And I was, just just allow the attackers to go and see what they can do. Yeah, I was about to say, it, Virgil and Matip did what they did. We overcommitted on the up, didn't they? Yeah, and again, I, I write that down as my final point is saying all of that. Why the hell are we sending both our centre halves up for the last minute of a half? Don't do that. Why not? Even, that, even so, I don't mind us because we no, no, but not the last minute of a half from set pieces. I don't we'll mind. Put a bit of ball I'm in. not gonna. I'm not gonna scoreboard journalist this. If 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 we think we we've got an advantage in set pieces, we should do that. But I would say um, we haven't discussed any of the penalty incidents. Well, the we one, just the finish one this is... incident first, please. Yep. Just finish the well, second goal first. Yeah. Oh, 
it was, it was shocking. <laughs> so the th- the thing the problem is is that Hen- I think Henry should have eliminated the problem at source by fouling him, oh. fouling Martinelli, and yeah. then Trent Trent makes up everybody else's mind for them with with going across two back up Hendo because if they just stay three on three, chances are Arsenal don't score in that situation if it's three on three. But yeah. Yeah, if if both those two players manage to stop him cutting back and getting the ball across, it's it's sorted, isn't it? And that's, the thing that's... is that Martinelli cuts back, right? So I'm not disposing Trent to blame or anyone actually. So Martinelli cuts back, takes out both our players, so it's three on three. But if he does that anyway with Trent in the middle, there's a good chance he finds a player and it's an easy tap in anyway. Exactly, and also because um, Martin is that good, and and then Hendo ends up playing playing Sakharov anyway. Yeah, so, know, it, so... <laughs> so you kind of like which is the worst we... bit. We didn't deal with it at source. He then got right into the hot zone. He does both our players that end up going over there for whatever reason you want to argue about and ends up with a pick of a choice of a player to pick out and he picks yeah. out a sack at the back post. Okay. Um, before the penalty incident, Rosie, I want to question, right? Arsenal's first goal in the 58 seconds, right? Why was no definitive offside thing shown for VAR? Oh, yeah, have, you, heard, have you seen this? I've heard this discussed that it didn't work. There's five cameras didn't get the right angle. Yeah. So is it like is it like VAR in cricket? Oh, so DRS in cricket where it's not loaded, so they have to go with the on-fields. Is that right? That's what Dale said. He said that there was five cameras, couldn't get a definitive angle on it, so they went with the on-field decision. Which is fine by me. But it looked off, didn't it? It looks it, it looked on like, the still, it looks off. I didn't, think so. I didn't think so, but I don't mind. I don't mind you two. I it, think it, it'll be one of the I ones when angle, it... so, I think the angle is so it's tall, so, isn't it? So non <clears throat> our eyes and not in yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think with the automated offside, it would have been interesting. To do, if we had a, an explanation as to why a angle couldn't be found for an incident that was eight metres over the halfway line. That's pretty central, really. Why Why? Why was no angle available? I don't know. I didn't... Uh, didn't. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with that, Dan, but I... I, I... No, has any, has any explanation been provided? No, it was literally... These, the, the correct angle wasn't available and any of these people... Technology failed for that. Marvellous. Right, OK, so shit happens there. Um, OK, so the um, roadsy... You you ran and researched the silhouette rules for us. What did you find? Well, I did. I posted them in the group, but... No, yeah, we're not going to read the rules it, mid-match, mate. On the basis of what you said. But I think the most important thing is we should get a quote from Jess. <laughs> did, you ask, did you ask Jesse about... <laughs> so, did you ask Jesse for his quote about why... So his son's done, a, his, he's done his refereeing badge. Let's him. What a ledge. I on, did. Yeah. I, I I asked him. Uh, he said he said um, uh, that that it shouldn't have been a red card, but it should have been a yellow card um, because uh, the because it, in, it because it in he got I can't remember what the term he used. Um, it imposed physical harm. Basically, so even though it's not excessive force is an instant red. But you said, he said about to the me, if if it's a, I said excessive force and he said no excessive force is an instant red. So we were talking about the excessive force. You're talking about it was, trend. It, it wasn't. He, he put in a cross and the yeah. follow through happened to kick Trent. It wasn't deliberate in any way, but it did kick Trent. So that should have been a yellow for Martinelli. Should have been a yellow for Martinelli. Okay, and then the penalty incident with the hand. Did you ask Jesse about that one? Quality oh yeah, he thought it was. It was it was a definite uh, definite um, penalty, yeah, yeah. 
So a, he, he, he said it was a penalty and a yellow card, but a, fr- a free kick or penalty will be awarded if the ball goes into the goal after touching an attacker's arm or hand. If you win, if a ball touches a player's hand or arm, which has made their silhouette unnaturally bigger. Now he puts his arms out, Dan. That's what I couldn't understand. Now Dale Johnson might have said something different, but that, that, that to me, the ball touches the player's hand or arm when it's raised above his shoulder. It was. No, Dale, Dale Johnson agree with you. He said it's a pen. Dale Johnson just dances within the the rules supposed intent of referees rather than applying rules. It, he he goes past the the fact that VAR should apply rules. It, it, basically, he says that they're not there to apply the rules. All they're there to do is is support the referee. And it seems to make sense. That's exactly what sure he said. It was a pen, didn't he? He did say it was a pen. Yeah. The other thing, did you see the bit about Oliver being? Not wanting to be undermined by a junior ref on VAR, which had happened in the previous game, and he and he happens all the time. Yeah, and I'm saying to that, the VAR wasn't. But we're only really interested ref. in the rules. Yeah, and we are. True. The rules I'm just there to, to me. It was a pen. I thought it was a pen. Yeah, I thought it was a clear as day pen. Okay. So we didn't get there. Well, I've heard today. I've heard today that it didn't. It wouldn't. Uh, uh, what would it? How much would that have changed the game? But well, it was a one-one. The other thing, yeah, I think that too. Uh, but the other yeah. thing was, it uh, it wasn't like we were creating a great chance from that. That was just one of those freak occasions that we happened to get to there, and he put I'm in a, a, a cross that nobody would have got to. I'm not saying that, but then we concede one. That's but... an irrelevant noise. Say that statement. Then it's I know. I it... agree. I don't. I, I think it was pen. Oh, it was pen, and it was in a a good period for us. I think it's a pen. I don't think we played very well at all. I think we deserved not to win. Um, and all of the decisions went Arsenal's way. I think all of those things are true at yes. the same time. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah, we would have been really lucky not to lose that game, but the, we shouldn't have lost that game because of the rules. Okay, so Rosie, um, Pogmol have said, or, or Dale Johnson, Pogmol, unofficial spokesman, said it should have been a pen for the handball. Uh, yeah. The Thiago foul, did, did Dale Johnson say that was a pen as well? <laughs> I don't know how because it looked like both players were going for it, but I think he did say it should have been a pen. Yeah, is this one of the ones? So he can't overrule it. He can't overrule it. He said he said something was the effect that if if he'd been asked to go to the monitor, he would have given a pen, but because the decision on the field was a pen, he's not going to overrule it. If that makes sense. So yeah. if he hadn't given a penalty, Far would have well, asked. This, him, is, this is very yeah. quick. This was very quick. It yeah. He went with the on-field decision, and I, yeah, whether you agree with that or not, that's what VAR did. Didn't fit, didn't find the evidence to overturn the on-field decision. Yeah, yeah, and like in DRS, um, we always say it's the yeah. umpire's call, Rosie. Whichever, whatever the on-field decision right. is, it remains that way after the DRS as well because it's umpire's yeah. call. Well, it's it, a soft it, penalty. Thiago is slightly too late for two players challenging for the same ball. And he catches his leg rather than the ball. And... Yeah, but he should never have it. There's three chances. I, I expect it to be a penalty. I can't deny. Yeah, it. That's yeah. Settled, it's so, but again, we fix the problem at source by clearing the fucking clearing ball, the bloody ball. Yeah. Yeah, twice before, about right fourteen there. times. <laughs> Dick Arsenal had three shots. Three yeah, shots. Two, there are two big chances within that move, and then I and it's it, Fab tries that stupid little flick thing and it went wrong when they came back in and oh, I to they had like 1.3 XG from this little sequence of events including the pen including the pen 
So fucking hell, another yeah. So both uh, preventable goal should have never been never happened, but yeah. So just clear the fucking ball, uh, right? Well, well, can I can I point can I point out because we're you know a data analytics show here um, that we were fucking shit in the second half. Yeah, and I know yes. we scored. We scored a brilliant goal, but we'd created absolutely nothing up to that point. So much so that we'd had one touch in the final third in the second half until we scored. They'd had yeah, it, 16 touches inside our box. It was a shambles. So. It's a shambles. The XG line is flat line for the second half from 50 minutes onwards. It's we were shit. We shit. just were not very good at all in this game. We did not deserve to win. Our system is not working, even though we made opportunities where we could have made a pass and we didn't. Does, does that allude to something? Does that allude to bad luck? Does that allude to having the wrong players being the ones tasked with making that decision? No, I think it's good that we spent an hour talking about the systemic failures, the issues with the tactics, the off-the-ball and on-the-ball issues, and then we spent five, ten minutes talking about the penalty issues because it wasn't that that wasn't the decision. That that didn't decide the game. It it does decide games and it might have decided this game, but that's not when we when we analyze things, it's about the performance and yeah. our performance. Wasn't good enough. Shocking in that second half. And Arsenal could have had six. Yeah, I mean, even without the pen, it was a 2-1 Arsenal win. So, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it would have been a night. Yeah, a 2-1 win probably sounds weird, but you kind of go, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but on the, on the underlying performance, the pen, it should have been yeah, a 2-1 yeah, win. 2-1 win. Yeah. So it's a, a deserved win for Arsenal. Um, but even then... We, yeah, I, I, I still think the second and third goals were have easily preventable. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But there's no just from better defending. But they had other opportunities, right? We've already gone yeah, through yeah. that. They, they, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They just scored on those, and I think they decided to sit off at certain points and say, "Go on then." Yeah, and we had nothing. We had nothing. All their goals were avoidable, and that's the part. But then the, about the, in the first hour, yeah, they could very, say the same about <laughs> ours. Our first goal went was was a was a. a a terrible clearance and then uh, a cross that went through a defender's legs. Yeah. It's, yeah. A wise man once said every goal is avoidable. Otherwise you wouldn't defend. Okay. So um, to, to, to finish off this, the pain of this show, Sai, uh, injuries. <laughs> um, how bad are the three injuries? Oh God. Um, nowhere near as bad as as you'd expect in a game where three players were dragged off through uh, through injury. So because of the stupid truncated season, I'm expecting not to see uh, Luis before the World Cup. I, I do expect to see Trent before the World Cup um, because how else would you create more drama for, uh, for him <laughs> and Southgate? Um, and, is is uh, Trent massive... just bruising? No, it's strain ligaments okay, and bruising. Minor. Um, but yeah, those things heal quite quite quickly, and Trent heals generally quite qu- quickly. Uh, Matip, on the other hand, does not, um, and he has a typical overuse calf injury. So um, yeah. yeah, thank God Kanata is back. Yeah, well, out goes the three at the back idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, and um, have you got any words for Verge before we sign off? Say, run faster, run more. Just don't. Just, I. I think he is. I think he is for the first time in a long time 
suffering from people not perceiving him as as the best in the world. And he's probably feeling like he's not playing the best in the world. And he's trying to figure out a way to cope with that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not on the he is saving himself for the World Cup nonsense. I think he's just second guessing himself a little bit, which makes him a bit slower. Boost ego. I feel sorry for a bunch of our lads. And I think we've got, if if we want, we should probably do, uh, I think we don't have time now because we've got 417 games in the next six days. Um, but if we if we actually went through uh, one by one, the players, our legends and the players we have in the squad and who's who's improved, who has the potential to improve, who's who's gone backwards and who is very likely to go backwards, I don't think we're in a good spot all round for our squad. No. There's no, no emoji there, Si, when you said 417 games in six days. Yeah. Right. And on that bombshell, <laughs> on that bombshell emoji. Oh, what the fuck? Where's that? Have I lost the sound? No, no. no just keep the end off. Just say the end now quickly. All right, and that has been your Under Under Pressure podcast for this week. <laughs> Jesus fucking H Christ. Uh, we will be back <laughs> next... Diaz level decision making then. Next Monday for a double header of... Rain- no, next Tuesday for Rangers and Man City. Until then... We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index. And find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.